What's up, world? It's your boy Radu coming at you live. I'm outside. Excuse the extra noise, but um, I was just outside watching my kids play. Um, but it's it's getting to, it's getting to why we have to now break down the generations and the the eras that that certain players played in. And I'm gonna start off. I don't want to start off with the 50s and 60s because they self-explanatory. I mean, if you if if you research that basketball or if you was alive to watch that basketball back in that day, then um. You already know it's self-explanatory. Um, pretty much, if if pretty much if the team you came in with um, and won with last year was the same team you was gonna either win or lose with um, that you came into the finals with last year or either the whole season. So um, it wasn't really too much transition as far as that era goes. Um, I think you can call the players uh, was the first type of player to transition the game because of the simple fact that. Um, you had to excuse me, the bus ride past, but you had to you had to overcome whatever obstacle that was in front of you with the players you had. It wasn't no free agency. We won they won they weren't really, you know what I'm saying, picking up players out the free agency pool. They wasn't going to find players. It was just if this is the team I got, then it's the team I'm rolling with. So um that part right there within itself was kinda tougher. In, in any team to compete with those Boston Celtics back in the day. Because the, those Boston Celtics had the best team um, in their era, as we can see, they won what eleven championships, and before them, I think it was the Lakers, um, the Minneapolis Lakers. I think it was them at first who won uh, a couple championships or numerous of championships. I think they was the first NBA dynasty, I want to say. And then you get you get towards the Boston, and um, that's when I think things really like turn, not for the worst, but as far as like competition goes, because then you had a team that was filled with, you know, great athletes. I, I think damn near everybody that was on that team was a Hall of Famer. On that Boston franchise team was a Hall of Famer. I think even their coach was a Hall of Famer, um, became a Hall of Famer. So yeah, that team was, uh, was ridiculous. Um, the 70s, uh, to me, you really had certain players and uh, certain players, like I said, if you if you research or if you know about the eras that I'm talking about, then those are the eras that um, not just transition the game within itself, but made sure that um, made sure that we had more competition. Now, the reason why I say more competition because we had uh, elite play, a lot more different elite players that was on different teams and they weren't all on the same team, so the competition was spread out. What it was was you still had to play team basketball to win. And so that that was that, and um, that's and and not not to jump off subject, but I think that's why a lot of people love the Golden State Warriors because they like a generation basketball team. Um, they could pretty much play in any era with the style they play in defense they hold. So you know, um, but it's 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 times where you come up to certain teams and you know only like what era are they playing in for you to say that those teams will be a certain team like for the Golden State Warriors to be any book for the Golden State Dynasty to have any chance against the Bulls dynasty. You will have to play in their era. You will have to play in the Golden State era for them to win. No, that's the only how they was gonna beat the Bulls because there wasn't too many players on the Bulls team that can shoot shoot threes consistently like that. But if the if not the first three peak, but the second three peak team that Jordan had, oh yeah, it's 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 pretty much a done deal because um no matter how no matter how hot no matter how hot any of those guys get, they got they're gonna have to work for those shots. See now I'm talking hand checking and 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 uh in your face defense, uh bumps on um when you try to cut to the paint when you make your cut moves, you get bumped like you do in, in football when a uh, 
when a tight end is coming off the line. If you're a linebacker, you're supposed to bump him off his route, you know. So um, it was a lot of that going on in these areas that I'm talking about. So when I when I go to break down areas, I just break down areas to let you know that it was rules. Um, Wood Chamberlain, Wood Chamberlain has more blocks than I think any other center um, in the NBA. And if I if if, if and anyone can correct me if I'm wrong, but only and I know there's no stats to say that, but only reason why I say that is because him and Bill Russell was snug. They were snug back in their day because blocks was not recorded because only people that was getting blocks for real were the uh, African American athletes. So that was another way, and that was like, that was mainly the only people that can dunk. So they was getting they was getting bucked from a lot of stats. That's why you couldn't really dunk because they were the only. At that time, they, they were the only athletes that can dunk. So you got to understand the rules that was evolved around this. And then when it became when it became apparent that, you know, you needed some more excitement, I think that's when they added the three-point line. But to me, I think that was added to get more excitement like it is now. The three-point line is not exciting now because everybody does it. The reason why the three-point line was so exciting back then because not that you had, you had a lot of players that could shoot the threes. It's just that everybody offense was involved, involved around shooting threes. And see, like, when we go back to stuff like this, we go back to basics and fundamentals in basketball. See, now you change fundamentals in basketball because fundamentally, um, on a fast break, you go ahead and get the easy two. But if my man can shoot, coach, like, yeah, pull up for the three. So, so, so it's, it's kind of tough to, to range. Uh, the difficulty in a lot of these teams and in competition because even now, like you can say that now, it's like looking at the old Boston Celtic dynasty because you got to think about it. As far as the Golden State Warriors goes, as far as their dynasty start, um, that, that, and you got to think about it, that dynasty that they had put a monkey wrench in, in LeBron dynasty in, 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 in Miami. Did nobody expect Golden State to do that. You know what I'm saying? So, so Golden State just put a monkey wrench in their dynasty, you know? So... To me, um, to me, that's a that's a transition team that you will never. I think you'll you'll you you won't see again for a while unless teams really uh started to band up and team up together and really start to say like you know we're not taking this anymore. We're gonna go get the best players. We're gonna play with the best players and and you know the best thing. But I mean, when you do that, you gotta look at legacy. You know what I'm saying? If you're a free agent going somewhere, um, then that's cool. I mean, even in the KD situation, which I think he should have went to another team and did that. But as far as he concerned, you know, winning winning was more important. And at this stage of his career, winning should be more important. I don't knock him for the move. I just I just think it it, it didn't taint it didn't taint him as a player. It just tainted his legacy. It's you know what I mean you like you like you couldn't win without other great players and not just other great players, but a, a core that was already put together. See, it wasn't that they needed him as much as he needed them. It was. But it was both sides because their core was failing. You know what I'm saying? Their core was they their, their core had failed to win another championship. You know what I'm saying? And not because their core it was just that guys went down. So when guys won't go down, you need other guys to fill that void, and they didn't have guys to fill that void. So that's how that happened. And see, that's how they lost. And we should we be talking about these guys winning four or four instead of three or four. You know what I mean? As far as against LeBron goes, you know what I mean? Because if I'm not mistaken, the Golden State Warriors got three championships. KD got two final MVPs, right? And Andre, I I don't want to butcher his name. Andre Indigawa got um the other finals MVP. So 
that's just you know what I'm saying that just speak volumes to role players in, in certain ways, and that's why a lot of guys, um, you know, gotta give Scotty his credit where credit is due because to me, Scotty is the greatest role player to ever play the damn game of basketball ever. He got six championships while being a role player, and I'm not talking about the Robert Horry role players. I'm talking about the role players that played the whole game, um, you know, finished their career as a starter and stuff like that. You know, so. Um, and no knock on Robert Hurry. I love Robert Hurry game. I always love Robert Hurry game. To me, that, that's always been the most clutchest uh, basketball player to me in history because you got to think about it. He, he with the, the spots you put him in and on the teams you put him in, he just he he was only he only and, and, and he only come in to destroy teams. Like look at him with the Lakers. He came in to that was they clutch. That was one of their clutch players. That was one of their players they gave the ball to other than Kobe to finish the game. That's why Kobe. That's why Kobe numbers don't look so good as far as clutch go because Robert Horry shot a lot of a lot of those game ending shots that was real real clutch because he was he was getting open and, and they knew where the ball was going and Robert Horry still executed the way he was supposed to. So, you know, that's not a knock on any other role player. I'm just saying if you look at Robert Horry rings and look at the little work he put in, what he had to do, shit, he gotta be the greatest role player ever because he didn't really have to put in a lot of work for those rings. I mean, I'm not speaking on practice. I'm talking about as far as playing in the game. He came in and he had one job to do. One job to do. Hit that three. You know what I'm saying? What's up, world? We got another exciting women's fight um, in the junior welterweight division. Um, hey, it's for the vacant WBO title. Um, Miss Reno against Miss Reno Sauce. And uh, the last women's fight I did, I think it was uh, Clarissa Shields. Uh, actually winning her another title. I'm not sure the weight class, but that was an exciting fight too. Both of them was, both of them was testing each other. That was a, that was a really great fight. But um, we're gonna go ahead and kick it in the high gears. About the um, my homeboy just sent me the link to the YouTube video where I catch the fight. So I'm gonna go ahead and upload the video. I'm gonna go ahead and go live with it, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna give you guys my uh, my live take on it, my live commentary. So. Hey, it's your boy Radu. Get back at me. Two minutes, y'all.